Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Welcome to another digital citizen with me, Fro from Norway. Also here, I have Luke from the United States of America. From the U.S. of the A. Hello, Fro. Hello, US everybody. The A. Do you know where where that comes from? The name United States of America. Uh, Uranus's standard uh, ass, right? U- Uranus's standard ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it comes from. Yes. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a, a that's like a astrological thing, right? It's like a yeah, yeah. Like uh, another traditional citizen is ADC, but also uh, among uh, dumb chimpanzees. I think it's just distracted, not dumb. I think it uh, oh, among distracted, distracted chimpanzees, which is actually strangely very, very accurate to us as as people. Yeah, because we love bananas. Bananas. People are going like, what are they fucking high on? Uh, we are high on love. We are high on people that share our podcast. We love that people share our podcast. Hey, if you like this silly intro that we never do, uh, share this podcast because sharing is caring. I haven't said that in quite a while, so yeah, share it with your friends. And if you don't like this, share it with the anime. Even more funny. I mean, it's cool that we have like a pretty solid listener base. Like yeah, every sure. week, and we love that, and we love you guys. But share it, yeah, yeah. sure. But yes, that does include you. Yes, you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one we're talking to right now, you. <laughs> Just you. <laughs> How's your week, man? Uh, super busy. Uh, a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, the sun's back yeah. out, so I'm able to go outside and work and work for people and other things, uh, which has not been super easy in the last year, especially, like, getting work, so, yeah. Yeah, Corona, I've been a part of it. By right, being, percent. being like, an independent-type contractor has not been easy in the yeah. last year, yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember some years ago, like, you had so much work, like, you working on filming wrestling and then you did chef things and jesus christ like this last year has been very very hard for you like it is Uh, it's been hard and it's also been great (laughs) so i don't want you know yeah exactly i mean we we take the good with the bad yeah totally yeah i yeah i don't know how to kind of describe it other than that it's like been good but it's also been terrible, right? It's like, yeah. it's, yeah. it's been hard, but, um, and I don't think we're out of the woods yet, really. Yeah. 
It reminds me of the one Mormon thing I, I I still keep in my heart. There is a picture of Jesus in every Mormon church uh, where it says underneath its pictures when he's in heaven, it says, I never said it would be worth it. I only No, I, I never said it would be easy. I only said it would be worth it. And that has uh, kept, kept me going many, many times. Like, uh, sometimes... I don't see very, very far in front of me. I'm, I'm very bad at, at uh, like thinking, oh, things I do now will have consequences like six months right. from now, things like that. I'm extremely bad at that. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those that plans maybe the least, and my life is very buried by that because I, sometimes like people. Uh, get a little irritated on me because I'm I'm such a bad planner. I'm extremely bad at it. But it's also because I'm I never know what t- uh, tomorrow will bring. If I will have a bad day or a good day or whatever. It's like with my kind of sickness, it's it's hard to like plan things in advance. Like I never know. It's it is what it is. Yeah, you kind of just got well. I mean, I, I am more of a planner, but I'm in the same oh, yeah. boat where yeah, I kind of have to be like, all right, if I, I set out a plan and then I go, here's all the contingencies for that plan. And then I come right. out, I, I, I find like all the like branching paths that are very possible in that plan, right? And kind of try to uh, set up, set uh, plans for each contingency problem. So I, I, I'm very... I'm the same way, but then I look at it and go, how can I make that work even though I know there's mm-hmm. going to be a problem in the future? Because I know there's going to be a right. problem. I know it. <laughs> you know, I, and it's not going to be somebody else's problem. It's going to be my problem, so I'm going to have to deal with it. So I might as well plan that now. I don't know. I'm, I'm weird like that. My brain, my brain's kind of fucked. I think Fro knows, uh, knows that. But <laughs> I wouldn't agree that uh, it's fucked. You have you have some things that I sometimes I get a little like irritated on, but it's like it's a part of you. It's like right. I have faults that you get angry on. I mean, sure. Christ, I think that's true about that. anybody, though, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And and we have been friends for over five six years now, so it's like it is impossible for to have a podcast with somebody that. First and foremost, I have a, a lot of like respect for you, and I also like hanging out with with you when we're not recording. Like, oh yeah, you know, look, yeah, hang out without recording. I don't think we well. could do this podcast if we didn't just like to hang out. We're friends, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, because then so we, we right now we would be kind of like, oh, we're you know, it would it would be fake. You know what I mean? It'd be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. totally. I know. That's kind of what I like about frenemies as well. Like I think that's why both both and me Luke likes frenemies is because we kind of relate to Trish and and Ethan. It's kind of weird. I almost feel like some sometimes I watch it and I get mad because I'm like, did they steal our gimmick? Did they steal our gimmick? <laughs> but then I go, okay, no. I mean, I'm happy that they you know got <laughs> got the fame that they got or whatever, but. Sure. Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I. I mean, uh, one big but, thing uh, but, this uh, week, from. Yeah. Sorry. One big thing this week. Big change for me, from. Big change. Ooh, big change. Okay. 
since I was probably in middle school, I'm going to say middle school. Okay. I've, been, I've been wearing boxers since sixth grade, I think. I think I, I was wearing briefs, you know, wearing briefs up until maybe fifth grade. And then sixth grade, okay. uh, I remember a friend being like, hey, you got to wear boxers because, you know, you're right. you're you're a man now. You're getting your balls are dropping. You know what I mean? Right. Right. This week. For the first time since fifth grade, I've switched to boxer briefs, everybody. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> I so, I, so I went from boxers to boxer briefs. I'm not going full briefs. I'm going half half boxer, <laughs> half brief. So remember remember that in like the nineties when Bill Clinton got asked whether he wears boxers or briefs, and it was like the biggest, most crazy question any president had ever been asked. Do you remember that? <laughs> No, I don't. Yeah, I, that was in the '90s. I remember them asking. I think it was Bill Clinton. Do you wear boxers or briefs on in like a town hall, like on national television? Everybody's like, "Oh my God, how could you ask the president that?" Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that was like a big deal in the '90s. Yeah. Now you have to ask the president, "Have you raped someone?" Right. Exactly. It's not the same now. Uh, sometimes I miss the nineties. Sometimes I don't. But yeah, uh, I do. About uh, things that are, are I do still the same now and the nineties. We love war. Uh, oh wait, we don't. Uh, Irene Wow's revenge for Ira- Ira- Israel. Israeli. Jesus go. Christ! I can oh attack on Nanatas. Iranian foreign minister has said that his country will take revenge for an attack on a nuclear site for which it has blamed Israel. Iran's officials said that the Nataz uranium enrichment plant was the target of nuclear terrorism on Sunday after initial reports said that there was a power failure at the facility. A new advanced centrifuge to enrich re- Oh, uranium has just been activated. Uh, Israel has not commented, but public radio cited intelligence sources saying uh, this was a Mossad cyber operation. They said it had caused more extensive damage than Iran had initially reported. U.S. US intelligence told the New York Times that a large explosion had completely destroyed an internal power system that supplied power to centrifuges inside the underground facility. I, I find it kind of weird uh, that this is happening right now, because if you think if you think about it, like in, uh, this is going to maybe sound a little weird, but if you look at it some strangely, we can blame Trump for this, because if he hadn't gone out of the Iranian nuclear deal, they could, could actually not have had so much producing of nuclear uranium right now without being out of the the deal that they signed. 
Uh, sh I mean, sure. Uh, yeah. And I, think... I don't think Israel would would attack them either because oh, I, I, then... Israel has had a problem with Iran way before Trump. <laughs> that this is oh, not yeah, like no, a. No, I, okay. I agree, but, but but there would not be a point of uh, attacking their nuclear site if they were underneath the deal that made the uh, made them not uh, produce uh, Iranium in the first place. That was my uh, point. I think uh, I think it has the same. It's the same idea of North Korea. North Korea only wants nuclear weapons because they realize that if they don't have nuclear weapons, they have no leverage against the United States. Sure. So right. Iran is looking at it and going, clearly they want to take us over. Clearly they want mm -hmm. to take our type of uh, country that we have and make it uh, th their type of country. And the only way right. to stop them from doing that, quote-unquote, spreading democracy, is what America right. calls it. <laughs> uh, the only way to stop them from doing that is to have nuclear weapons. So that's their only... From a political standpoint, you can see why they would want to do that, because they it's their only right. defense against being uh, indoctrinated. I don't know. What's the good word for it? Right. Do you want me to be really controversial? I will be very, very controversial. I will say that there's not a very big difference between Sharia law and what America is doing the other way. Do you remember the documentary Zero Days? I think it was from like 2000, 2015, yeah. maybe? Very it was like it was like right before Trump went into office. It was about Stux, yeah. Stuxnet. And how mm -hmm. that computer had been used by, I think, the U.S. and Israeli government to attack. Um, actually, I'm looking at Stuxnet Stealthy took over Iran's Nataz nuclear plant directed at its centrifuges. Hmm. So this mm. is the exact same thing that happened in 2015 from with the Stuxnet mm. attack. Uh, we're just looking at a repeat of that um, with this this Nataz uranium enrichment plant. They had, they even say uh, it completely destroyed the internal power system that supplied the centrifuge. This is the exact same thing. <laughs> like, it's not even... I, I feel like people aren't recognizing that this is just a repeat of something that already happened. Right. And like we were talking about, like, things we remember from the 90s. It's like, this Iranian thing has been showed up our face since I was a little kid. I mean, it's 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 it hasn't stopped, and it probably will not. But uh, Iran to begin sixty percent uranium uh, enrichment after nuclear site incident. So uh, yeah, it this really is their help. this is their response to. Yeah. Being attacked, I guess. Iran says Tuesday it will start enriching uranium 60% to 60% purity uh, as a muse, as a move bringing a fissile, fissile material closer to levels suitable for a bomb after accusing Israel yeah. for sabotaging their nuclear installation. So they're saying that this was a cyber attack by the Israelis. Which, after watching that documentary, I'm not disagreeing with them. I don't know what do you... Right, nope. exactly. The disclosure came soon before the resumption of talks in Vienna aimed at reviving the 2015 nuclear deal, uh, 
like you said, with the Trump that Trump got out of, uh, which we talked about with the whole Biden thing. They Biden kind of set up a catch 22 where it was like, yes, we totally want to get back in that deal, but you have to uh, agree to our terms. And then Iran's like, yeah, OK, we'll totally agree to your terms as long as you take away some of the sanctions. And Biden was like, yeah, we're not going to we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not going to take away into this thing. We're, we're not going to like make any type of uh, n- notable uh, change to like say, hey, yeah, we'll work with you. We're not going to do that. Um, yeah, and this has been my biggest criticism of this administration. It seems like they are not doing anything. It seems like they are sitting and waiting on everybody around them fixing things. It's like. Yeah, it's it's nice that you have gotten more vaccines in 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 the United States, but to be honest, that wasn't Biden that did that. It's like Iran says it would activate one thousand advanced centrifuges at Nataz a nuclear plant. Uh, however, Iranian officials told Reuters that sixty percent enrichment will be in small quantities only. Okay. Mm. Well, do you define as sw- small quantities, I guess, is the question. Well, yeah, and I, I think, th- I mean, I think the question here is always going to be, like, they're doing this because it's a reaction to Israel, who Israel has nuclear weapons, and they don't, e- they won't even admit it. Right. Right? <laughs> right. Like, we all know they have nuclear weapons. But Israel is unwilling to admit that they have nuclear weapons. And now Iran is saying, hey, we have got nuclear weapons and everybody's mad at them. Right? (laughs) Or we're, 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 we don't even, it's not that we have them. It's, we're 60%. And it says, uh, a fissurable purity of a nuclear bomb is 90%, Fro. So 60% isn't even, you can't make a nuclear bomb with a 60% uh, nuclear material. You want to guess how many you, you have? I just googled it. Uh, uh, let me guess. Uh, two hundred and sixty-nine, and I'm only saying sixty-nine because sixty. Five thousand eight hundred nuclear weapons. Holy crap! I wasn't even close. <laughs> yep. Nope. <sighs> yep. I wonder why. I wonder why I ran once. Popular. I wonder why Iran wants yeah. one nuclear weapon then. Hmm, it's weird. Yeah, with around <laughs> 3,800 active warheads in stockpile and another 2,000 retired warheads. Okay, so I, I was pretty close to the 380, right? I was kind of closer to that. That seems more, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 3,800 yeah, 3, active warheads are still fucking atrociously much. Oh, 3,000? I thought you said 300. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, no, 3,800 active warheads. So I wasn't close. All right. No, no, no. That's terrifying. And, <laughs> yeah, that is terrifying. <clears throat> I wonder why Iran wants it. Hmm. It's just weird that they would hmm. want one nuclear weapon. Hmm. Strange. Hmm. They could probably ruin the world with one nuclear weapon. Oh, oh wait, we have five... Six thousand? Oh, hmm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
some weeks ago we had uh, a stop in uh, one vaccine here in Norway because blood clot. Uh, guess what? U.S. agency calls a post for the Johnson Johnson vaccine this time. Uh, yeah, this is not good news. But it's very, very small. It says the U.S., South Africa, and U- European Union will t- uh, will temporarily stop the rollout of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine uh, after right. reports of rare blood clotting. It says six cases were detected in more than 6.8 million doses. So six out of right. seven million, hmm, the percentages are pretty low there. <laughs> it's very, uh, what, when I say... This is not good. This is not good for people that want to take the vaccine and are followed by their grandmother on Facebook saying, "Hey, you can't take the vaccine because you're going to get blood clots, and that's why I don't want to take the vaccine." It's 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 bad for the image, not especially for the people. Well, especially bad for the image because Johnson and Johnson was the one that they started giving to people in South Afri- Africa before it was ever. Yeah. Approved. If you remember that, we covered it when we were like, wait, why are they giving this Johnson and unverified Johnson and Johnson vaccine to people in South Africa when they're unwilling to give the Sputnik Mm. uh, vaccine to to anybody, basically? They're like, there are people in Brazil. Brazil is the worst place right now for COVID. And Mm -hmm. the U.S. is blocking sending the Sputnik vaccine there. But... The Johnson and Johnson vaccine, yeah, we can send that to South Africa. It's all like we actually sent a whole bunch of this to Canada and other places. Um, but the the yeah, Sputnik vaccine Norway. is not acceptable, apparently. You know, it's yeah. like it, there's this weird um, manipulation of this uh, pandemic to try to fuck over other countries. And right now Brazil is doing really bad and it seems like no, nobody cares. Uh, but when you look at like the origins of a pandemic, it started in China and went around the whole world. Shouldn't we care that there's Brazil, which is doing horribly right now? Cause couldn't that cause another spread in the future? You know what I mean? But nobody seems to give a shit. It's very, it's very like, Oh, uh, I saw just last night, Israel is on its way to herd immunity, right? Did you see any articles mm. about this? No. Well, Israel has been way ahead of the game as far as, like, vaccinating their people, not Palestine, of course. They're not worried about them. No. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, oh, uh. They, they've been vaccinating people very, everybody's doing it and whatever, and so they're they're very close to herd immunity. That's great. Except we're on a ball spinning through, you know, space. And so you in your little country being herd immunity, having herd immunity doesn't actually matter, right? Because this is a pandemic. It started in China and went around the whole world. So just having one country having herd immunity is not effective as far as, like, stopping a pandemic. I feel like people are just ignorant, but also ignorant on purpose. You know what I mean? People are stupid on purpose when it comes to this vaccine thing. It's definitely well, what I think. I mean, I, I get very upset because I, I, I really, really want the vaccine. And I, I do think that it's, it's, it's very sad to see. Uh, there was a, a demonstration in Oslo, I think it was yesterday or the day before, 
well, where people were like burning their their um, uh, guard in front of their mouth, like their mouth protection, like in protest stuff, like you no, know, burning their mouth guard in front of like their face, their masks. Oh, their masks. Okay, so, I, I thought you were talking yeah. about like a mouth guard, like MMA fighters wear like the teeth. No, no. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> like masks. Yeah, they yeah. Were burning masks in 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 in, in Norway. Burning, like oh. Yeah, in Norway, yeah. I know and it's been happening in the UK as well. There, there've been big yeah. protests about like anti-lockdown, basically. And I, 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 I get so upset by that because like they don't really understand what they are doing. Like, I, I understand that people are fed up, and we are getting to a point where it is getting less and less. Dangerous, but that is because Norway is more or less locked down. Like we don't have as many patients now in 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 hospitals, but that is because people are not around in Norway, spreading it around. Like it, two plus two makes four. It's like right. Fa- fucking stay inside. Uh, yeah, I got. Or, I got the first shot. I got the Moderna. What two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Is that when yeah, I got weeks, it? Yeah. Right. Um, and I I even went in there. When I went in there, I was like, I kind of want to get the Johnson. Do you guys have the Johnson and Johnson? Because I wanted the Johnson and Johnson because it was one shot. I didn't want to have to go back and get mm-hmm. a second shot. And it, mostly for convenience because I'm a fucking millennial, I think, I guess, or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, now that this has come out about the AstraZeneca and the Moderna. Uh, getting canceled or whatever, basically. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of happy yeah. I got the Moderna shot instead of the other two because, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pfizer is uh, a lot of Pfizer in Norway. That's what my dad got Pfizer. Oh, okay. So, so I don't know. Um, talking about Norway and uh, shots and things like that, we already talked about on the podcast that. The Norwegian Prime Minister had a little birthday party with a lot oh. of guests. No, sorry. <laughs> she she had a birthday party, all right. Yes, it was yes. an expensive birthday <laughs> party. Sixty <laughs> of her closest friends. Uh, Norwegian Prime Minister fined by police over virus rules uh, violations. Norwegian police said on Friday that I had fined the Prime Minister. Uh, was back for breaking COVID-19 social distancing rules when organized the family gathering to celebrate her birthday. The fine is 20,000 Norwegian crowns or $2,352. A police chef Ola Savru told a news conference. So I'm guessing that everybody else also had to pay $2,350. I tried to look that up. Like, I tried to... Because we talked about it at the time that... Yeah. That maybe... And I could not find a single thing that says anybody else paid any money. So I don't have any confirmation that any... Like, any more money was paid other than this $2,000. But it it would make extremely little sense just to find her. Well, what they said is... uh, she got in trouble for organizing a family gathering. Oh, yeah, maybe that. Oh, right. Yeah. So uh... I think maybe they're saying it's her fault 
to even bring the people together so she's the only one because sure. nobody else is at fault i think maybe that is what happened here mm. and again at the time we had said two thousand dollars does the prime minister really give a crap about two thousand is that going to change her right right attitude right yeah i think it's more it's more uh uh a virtual thing it's more like people are are getting upset of, of her and like she's losing votes and things like that and that does not bother me at all because i'm sure yeah angry. no she's a right wing we we do not support right. her here at another digital citizen i just think it, it, it it's <laughs> like if a normal person was fined two thousand five hundred dollars that would be a big deal for yeah. a normal person that has oh, a yeah. nine to five job but for Mm -hmm. The prime minister, that is, you know, maybe there should be a little bit more uh, for her for yeah, her than a regular person, right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's go into Myanmar. Uh, said absolutely nobody because nobody cares about Myanmar. It seems like, uh, but uh, Myanmar's ex UK envoys as the military of the was occupied. Has occupied the embassy down there, so that's good news. Oh wait, it isn't. <laughs> Myanmar's ex ex ambassador to London spent Wednesday night in his car after saying he was locked out of the embassy, uh, the London embassy of Myanmar. The staff were asked to leave the building by the military attaché and were dismissed at as the country's representatives. Oh, he was dismissed as the country's representative. British Foreign Secretary Dominic Rabb has condemned the actions, but the UK has accepted the changes. Myanmar's military seized power in a coup on February 1st. Uh, they have uh, criticized the military coup, calling for Myanmar's ousted leader uh, to be released. About 600 people, including children, uh, have been killed so far in in, in the demonstrations. Mm. So yeah, the you the London the, the I guess the UK is just accepting that the military is taking over a British embassy. They kicked out yeah. the em, the embassy for M Myanmar, and n nobody seems to like you said nobody gives a shit apparently. <laughs> so fucking weird. So fucking weird. It reminds me of when those there were pro Venezuela people that took over the Venezuelan embassy in Washington D.C. maybe like three years ago, and the U.S. government right. came in and kicked them out. This is the reverse yeah. of that. It's like the yeah. military took over this embassy, and the and London's like, yeah, whatever, that's cool, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that it doesn't create more faction, fraction and that nobody else is covering it in the news. It seems for me down, down founded. Like, I don't really understand it. Oh, there is a full on civil war happening there. There, There is like military oh, yeah. forces fighting in, in yeah. city cities there where the whole city is, there's an uprising of regular people. Yeah. the people. Right. That's what I don't get. It's like it's this military coup. Well, like the last military coup we had was in the eighties or something. Like it, it, it's two thousand and eighteen. Like 
people should be more upset by this and actually try to help the people of Myanmar instead of like sitting there and like thinking, oh, it probably will go away. And I think it's uh, that's what what it feels like. It would be one thing if it was like just localized to the country, right? But what we're seeing here with this article yeah. is that it's not like it's literally happening in on British soil. There's a, the takeover, the coup is happening there, and still there's no reaction to mm. it. Uh, Russia, Russia, because we love Russia. Let's talk. <laughs> I wouldn't say we love Russia, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, we have been we have been allegedly uh, talking too much positive things about Russia, so. I guess we will say something negative about them as well. Uh, Russia calls the United States uh, adversity and ba- uh, warns its uh, warship to uh, avoid Crimea. Yeah. Right. Uh, we are enemies. I, you know? who, could, who could have seen this coming? Hmm. Uh, Russia's nobody, <laughs> nobody, oh, nobody could have been talking about this for the entire time they've been doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Russia on Tuesday called the United States an uh, adversary and told the U.S. to stay away from Crimea for their own good. That quote unquote for their own good. Uh, Moscow. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wait, uh, calling for deployment in the Black Sea, a provocation uh, designed to test Russia. Okay, the United States is our adversary and does everything it can to undermine Russia's position on the world stage, the deputy foreign minister for Russia said, citing uh, Russian news agencies. We do not see any other element uh, in their approach. Uh, Those are our conclusions, he said. U.S. President Joe Biden said in March that he thought Russia... Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin was a killer who would need to pay a price for alleged Russian meddling in the U.S. elections. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so tired of comradeness. I think it's important, though, because it's definitely escalating. I mean, Russia has said its moves... It moves its forces around as it sees fit, including for defensive purposes, as it has regularly accused NATO of destabilizing Europe uh, by moving its military forces and infrastructure closer to the Russian border, which we've talked a lot about here. Mm. Do you think... Do you think that... uh... This is a thing that we have been covering for now for five plus years almost. Do you see an end to this without uh, bringing a war into the picture? What it seems like to me is the only the only people trying to avoid war are Russia and Iran, <laughs> and it seems like America is yeah. like, yeah, we really we're into going to war. By the way. Um, mm. I don't know if you saw this today, but Biden approving uh, the Saudi Arabian arms deal? No, I didn't. 
remember Trump had made a deal. Remember when Trump went to Saudi Arabia and he was standing around that ball and it was all this creepy yes. ass picture with him and like all the uh, the Saudi Arabian sheiks and they had that weird like magical ball they had their hands on and they made this deal about I the Saudi Ra- Biden is going ahead with that deal. Okay. He's going to sell the weapons that Trump agreed to sell to Saudi Arabia to Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, that seems like a very good move. There, when it comes to this, this as far as uh, going to war with Russia, do I think there's going to be any stop to it? No, I think mm-hmm. this has been a plan. Whether it's a Trump, whether it's Biden, whether it's whether JFK comes back from the dead, we are going to war with Iran <laughs> and Russia. <laughs> JFK comes out like. From the car where it was shot, and like, let's take Iran. <clears throat> I mean, Russia yeah, clearly yeah. doesn't doesn't want to uh, do. I mean, Russia, right here it says Russia's defense minister said Tuesday that the country's military buildup in the West is part of a readiness drill. Remember when we were doing okay. drills on the border of North Korea during the Trump thing, and everybody was like. I do remember. Right, okay. that. Uh, well, this is the same thing. The R- Russians are doing readiness drills aimed uh, at what it describes as threats from NATO. Uh, their defense minister said that the maneuvers in Western Russia that have worried neighboring R- Ukraine and brought warnings from NATO uh, meetings with the top military brass said that ongoing exercises was a response to what he claimed was a continuous effort by the United States and NATO uh, as the allies uh, beef up their forces near the Russian border. So this is, this is weirdly uh, gaslighting where the U S is saying, yeah, Hey, look, they're, they're doing, look at them building up the, their troops on the Russian border but uh, in in all reality, it they're doing drills on the Russia border because we're building up troops on the Russia border. Another thing that feels like it's been going on since the 1990s is uh, the U.S. troops being in Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, but it's only been since well, September 11, 2001. It, it, but it yes. does feel like it's been since the 90s. Uh, but they are going to leave Afghanistan by September 11th. Is that a, a good thing? I say yes. Why did he Is pick going... September 11th specifically, by the way? Why do you think he picked 11th September? Why do you think? It's the 20th anniversary this year, isn't it? No, it's already. I think it's already been twenty years, has it? Oh, maybe it. Maybe this Hold is on. the twenty. How oh, old am I? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it is your birthday, isn't it? Oh my God, they're gonna get out on your birthday. I didn't even think about that. Uh, I was twenty-two when it happened. I'm forty-one now. So yeah, it is ten years this year. It's two thousand and one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like. You could get out, you know, next month and not have it be really weird yeah. and creepy and seem like you're doing it specifically to like, uh, oh, it's definitely to make a point. Hey, we're gonna do it on this day. You know what I mean? It seems yeah. like you're doing this weird like pot war posturing. The other thing is like very good timing. We're gonna get out of Afghanistan. Uh, all of our troops are getting out of Afghanistan. 
they're not coming home to America, Fro. They're going. They're we're going to send them over to Iran. But then, you know, they're getting out of Afghanistan. So. <laughs> yeah. No. At least it's going, going out. I mean, I don't believe it before it happens because. That's true too. Yeah. He's not going. Yeah, it's been two presidents before him that have said exactly the same. Both Obama and Trump wanted them out of Afghanistan, and that didn't happen. So, well, remember, but yeah, no, they it would be both, both a good PR move to do it on September of 11th, I guess, on the 20th anniversary. I, both Trump and and <laughs> Obama said they were going to get them out, and even try, I at least Trump, I remember there was a point he's like, got a certain number of troops out of Afghanistan, and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the State Department was like, no, we can't do that. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I even saw a CNN, CNN article this week saying that uh, removing troops from Afghanistan would be a blow to women's rights. Oh... Okay. Yep. So we can't. We have to continue to yeah. murder people because of women's rights. From. I don't know if that's true. Uh, yeah. I'm. Well. You know the new. All the new people that Biden's putting in are women. So as long as you bomb people and you're a woman, oh, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Every, every state's people in the new government is women, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know, no, but I, it, the new, like, uh, Secretary of Defense, I think, who, something like that, that they just put in, the person who's, uh, in charge of bombing brown countries is a woman, so, you know, as uh, long as it's a woman it's... bombing brown people, then it, yeah. then it's fine. Hey, have you ever played Roblox? I strangely have, but not like because i wanted to it was because somebody was like hey you want to play roadblocks and i was like what <laughs> you kn- i haven't i have played it but because i didn't want to it sounded like right well not not because i didn't want to it was because like i didn't realize what i was getting myself into and i and i haven't played it since but uh, it, it's a very it's a malleable game it can kind of be whatever you want it to be right is it a little like Minecraft? I have no clue. I have never. It's like a it. crappy Minecraft. Uh, yeah. How is that possible to make a bad version of Minecraft? <laughs> because somebody saw Minecraft and how well it did, and they were like, "Oh, I want to do that too." But I'm not as, as I'm not <laughs> as good of a programmer as Notch, so I make Roblox. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I miss Notch. <laughs> he's still oh, around. I think he I, probably he's going to get me too sometime soon, but. Sure. Probably. Him and uh, other people. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, talking about roadblocks, uh, what is new in the roadblocks news in America? There's a wild story of a White House reporter uh, who, who got to ask actual questions in the White House press briefings, but was actually a roadblocks player from... According to a new report, uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki fielded questions from journalists who wasn't really who who they claimed to be. Um, just how this person was able to trick legitimate members of the close knit circle of White House reporters into asking questions on the their behalf isn't quite clear. <laughs> the likeliest scenario, as Politico reported on Friday, is that the faker benefited from COVID nineteen precautions taken by the White House. 
According to Politico, amid the pandemic, it's become the norm for reporters to ask questions uh, for two or more press corps colleagues as a courtesy, you know, because they aren't able to make it to the actually mm-hmm. make it there. So people ask questions for them. That is why Casey Montague was a, never physically in the briefing room, but would ask questions via other reporters. Reporters uh, writing pool reports would make a habit of asking questions on behalf of, of those that can't physically attend briefings. Uh, but others, uh, such as Blade reporter Chris Johnson, asked last Thursday, uh, Saki, or asked Saki a question about former President Barack Obama's involvement in the current administration. Johnson's question, he said, in the briefing came from a colleague, but... It was actually on on behalf of Montague. Politico reports that in a conversation with journalists and U.S. officials, Montague claimed to be an 18-year-old law student uh, from the United Kingdom. But some speculate that Montague is more likely a gamer uh, on Roblox, who users jokingly refer to themselves as Legos. Uh, A video posted Thursday on Montague's account features... Roblox figures, along with Obama's voice, reciting the lyrics to Justin Bieber's 2015 song, Sorry. Oh my god. (laughs) I want to marry this person. Somebody hacked the White House press briefings. That is so amazing. And no, they don't, people still don't know who this actually is. They're still calling it Casey Montague, because nobody actually knows, knows who this is. Yeah, uh, they are on Twitter at SecMontago. It oh, says, funny. as of Monday, Montague's Google and LinkedIn pages have been deleted, while other Twitter pages set up by the person, including Aww. the WHS schedule and WH pool report, were suspended by Twitter for violating the company's impersonation policy. The person behind the Twitter account <laughs> said... None of my intentions were malicious at all. I wouldn't even say I impersonated a journalist. I just say I was being a journalist. I, I agree with them. I think they actually, I think they were being a journalist, right? In a way. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree. Oh, well, after all this news, I want to relax. Don't you want to relax? Uh, just a little bit. Hello, this is Trump with Trump Tells the Truth. I'm starting to love TV again. And when I talk about TV, I talk about TV news. And you maybe wonder why. Has the mainstream media or like the right-wing media changed that much? Not much, but a little. Well, I was watching CNN with my wife a few days ago, and it was something new has happened. Yeah, they were discussing political, political issues. Yeah, they were actually discussing news, what happened. For the last four years, I never think I'm going to mention the President Golden Shower once more, but every time he talked about something shitty or tweeted something stupid, the news media had 12 or 20 or 100 panels that were discussing the tweets. A lot of bad politics was going on for four years. For four years we had shitty politics, but nobody discussed the politics. Nobody discussed the issues. They were discussing tweets. You can say that 
we can be outraged by the stupidity of those tweets, but it did the purpose. He can he could could say anything, and we will look another way. What he really did. Now we are discussing politics again, and it's good. So, to everybody, don't go in the same trap once more. But again, we nearly are. We are discussing not issues concerning the world. Most big TV channel networks are discussing things about America. Everything is seen by your point of view every fucking time. And I told you this before, if something happens to the United States, it's a tragedy. But things like this happen all around the world all the time. Watching American news, or CNN or their big, they call, I understand why they're talking about United States, because they're an American network. But don't call it world news, when it's only about what you're doing on the international stage. That's not world news. That is local news with a twist. But when I watch the American news, I see something else too. The drama. Yeah, it's like I'm watching a fucking movie. I, I talked with a friend of mine from Georgia. Uh, I will not mention his name, but he come to Norway. He said, I, was, I started to watching or listening to the news Norwegian news forecast in English. Why? Because I got the news and not all the other bullshit. Watching news from on CNN or any other American network or see the weather channel or bro news like that, it's like watching a fucking movie. Why are you so fucking stressed up all the time? I know why I had to legalize fucking weed. If I live in the United States, I have to fucking smoke weed too. You are fucking stressing the people shit out. There are a difference between Norwegian news and American news. It's in Norwegian news, I get informed. I get informed. Maybe people are a little boring, but they're quiet. They're, but they're not like hyped up all the fucking time, like screaming and making big fucking headlines and stuff. What? It's exhausting. It's extremely exhausting. That's why I try to find podcasts or something else to, to get the news cycle going. Well, there was a little bit of everything this week because I'm tired. This was Tron with Tron Tells the News. Thank you, Tron, for telling the truth, as always. Thank you, Tron. You're a rock. A rock. I thought that was a bit of a different Tron Tells the Truth in the last few weeks. Uh, you know what I mean? And that's good. Yeah. Come, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, I haven't seen that much TV because, holy fuck, I've seen a lot of wrestling. Because I all of a sudden found out that it was WrestleMania this weekend. Nobody had told me. I kind of found out by mistake, but yeah. Uh, well, I I didn't know you told me that it was WrestleMania. I guess I just haven't... Yeah. I mean, I guess I knew that it was, like, around WrestleMania time just because this is the time of year it always happens, but I didn't... I didn't right. make the two and two connect. We did talk about... What? Is it Logan or Jake Paul that we talked about Logan being Paul. in WrestleMania last week? Yes. Was, right. he, was he there? Yes. 
Okay, was he there in a wrestling capacity, or was it like uh, Gronk a few years ago where he was just uh, kind of announcing? Yeah, it was more like Gronk. Um, he take a bump. He took a stunner. That was kind of cool. Because Gronk did the 24-7 title, if you remember, he won that right. at WrestleMania. Yeah, no, so Logan came out to the... This is night two. Uh, Logan came out uh, to the ring to watch uh, Sami Zayn and... Um, Kevin Owens. Okay. Also. And uh, he was on Sam Zayn's side. And uh, he just sat by the commentary table and watched it. And then Sam Zayn got pinned and uh, he went to shake like uh, uh, Kevin Owens' uh, hand. And uh, Sam Zayn got angry at him. Because like yeah, you shouldn't like shake the hands of uh, my avocator and like uh, he turned on him and uh, lifted uh, lifted Kevin Owens' hand, but Kevin Owens were like like didn't care, so he gave him a stunner, and he took it very well, and that was Logan Paul on WrestleMania. Yeah, stunner is an easy move to take for sure. Uh, you don't have sure, to be a really you don't have to be a great... Uh, well, actually, that's... Rem- you? Remember when Linda McMahon tried to take a stunner? I guess that... Act- <laughs> 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 oh, I guess it could have gone really bad, now that I think about it. Okay, yes. good job, Logan yeah. Paul. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think my biggest surprise was uh, uh, Night 1, uh, uh, Big uh, Bad Bunny. I have... Not listen to his music. Uh, he's oh, Bad Bunny. Okay, yeah, yeah, and uh, and he wrestled seventy percent of the the match, and he was fucking amazing. Oh, really? Like, really, That's cool. really, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he 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 wrestled. I I think it's probably the best wrestle thing we have ever seen from from a celebrity in WWE at least yeah from a celebrity he was really good he he had high flying spots he had very good spots like all ultra the the match he had very very good ma- uh, I'm trying spots. to think of a celebrity who had like a good match I mean Snooki was okay she did all right uh, Snooki was totally okay yeah I remember Steve-O being yeah, okay, no, he, but he in did, a terrible way. Much, much, much more than Snooki did. But yeah, let's begin with what I watched. So I watched two nights of uh, NXT TakeOver. Okay. Uh, that I saw uh, the day before WrestleMania. Then I saw WrestleMania live. Uh, night one and two. And yeah. then I saw Raw yesterday. And then I saw NXT today. Oh my gosh. So, I have seen it. Yes. That's probably and the most wrestling you've watched in months, huh? Uh, oh yeah, in years, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've watched AEW, but, but not WWE that much, for sure. Right. I wish there yeah, were AEW pay-per-views yeah. again. That would be great. Yeah. The last one was terrible. But uh, let's not talk about that. But uh, yeah, no, um, I, I think... I think my favorite thing about it was that WrestleMania was actually pretty good. Night one uh, was the best, I will say that. Uh, night two was uh, two awful matches. Then rest of it was pretty good. So 
actually, all, all in all, I would give this WrestleMania, if I put it all together, um, six, seven, seven. Seven okay. and a half, maybe. I mean, that's pretty good. I, I would, I mean... Yeah. Was there anything, as far as, like, the political stuff, the political stuff that's been going on with WWE, did they get weird about that at all or anything? Not really. Okay. No. It was the worst draw since uh, uh, after WrestleMania in, uh, since ever. Did they have a crowd or was there like a, was there like a fake crowd? No, it was the real crowd on WrestleMania. Oh, really? Yeah, it was 20,000 or something. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, out of 75,000 or something. Because it's yeah. in Florida, they're allowing I think they worked on a... Yeah, I think they worked on 25% capacity. <laughs> Don't take that 110%. But yeah, me and uh, Bill uh, from that wrestling show watched... What uh, watched it all together? Uh, well, WrestleMania we watched together Raw and and NXT. I saw on my own. Uh, I saw something else. Uh, Snab a cash. I think that's what it's called on Netflix. From um, it is called that. It's a Swedish Swedish show, right? Very interesting. Kind of like indie feeling. Like it has this like indie movie feeling, but in a TV show. Um, mm-hmm. it, Have you seen the movies that is uh, show is based on? Oh, it's based on a movie. I didn't even know. Uh, no, based on three movies actually. No, I no, I didn't. Yeah, Snap Bakash. Yeah, uh, there's three movies uh, before this TV show. You should really see them in order. I mean, I, I guess I could try. I saw what three episodes of this? I think. Um, mm-hmm. It's about it's an under it's about an underground world of kind of like these jet set criminals who are like kind of they're the they're the uh, anti-hero. They're the good guys in this, but they're also horrible people, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. Um you just have to watch it, I guess. It's very interesting. Uh what did I give this? Oh, I gave it a question mark cuz I don't know where to put this show because it's so like um, it's so weird. I guess I, I I'm gonna finish it, so maybe I'll give it give it a five right in the middle, and then figure out what I feel about it when I finish it. You know what I mean? Okay, cool. Because I really, really want to see it. I love the movies. Oh, it's very and, well uh, done. The acting is very good. The yeah. cin- cinematography is very good. The storyline is the thing that I'm kind of still because I'm not all the way done with it yet. I'm kind of going like. Is yeah. this good or is this bad? I can't tell yet. So, cool. Uh, what else have you seen? I saw Home Economics on ABC. From <laughs> sounds very fun. Okay, it's a sitcom. Uh, oh, yeah, I watched this. What? When did I watch this? It's got uh, Topher Grace in it. So. Uh, the oh, guy from that 70s okay. show? Like no, the, yeah. the guy from that 70s show. Oh! Uh, like the main character? Who, who? What's his name in that 70s Malcolm. show? Malcolm. No, you're thinking of Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> you're getting your you're yeah. getting your 90s shows mixed up. Uh, yes. But it's he, he's like a, a struggling writer 
who his okay. last book didn't sell very well, and so he needs a little help with money, and his brother happens to be like a millionaire who got accidentally rich just on accident by like just coming up with some weird idea. Uh, so he goes to his brother's house, but then his sister shows up and she also is hurting and wants money. And so it's about their family kind of coming together because they find out that his brother, his brother who's rich, he, it seems like he has a great life, but it turns out his wife just left him. So they all have to come together to be like, we're all hurting in a different, in different ways and we can help each other out and like work together. That's what it's all about. Uh, Okay. Overall, I was surprised how the good this was. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Uh, wow. It was a very good... I kind of compare it to Modern Family, but it's not. it doesn't have mm. the um, uh, mockumentary style. It's more sitcom-esque, but it, I would recommend it. I think you should check this out. I think you might enjoy it, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I'll do something else. Some, so. I'll do something else really okay. quick. I'll do one more really quick. Uh, okay. Rebel, which I know you wanted to see, but I don't think you got around to watching it, did you? No. No, I really wanted to see it. <laughs> right. I mean, it's one of my favorite actresses uh, and the story that I like. So. Right, she's from uh, Sons of Anarchy. She's from Married with Children. Yeah. What's her name? Katie S- something. Sagal. Yeah, Sagal. Yeah, Katie S- Sagal, Seagal, but it's also got Andy Garcia in it, who I didn't like. I didn't know was going to be in it, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Holy crap, that's Andy Garcia!" Um, I started watching this with my mom. We were cooking, and we were like, "I was like, oh, there's this new show out." So we kind of started to watch. Oh, it's got Abigail Spencer in it too. I forgot about that. It's got a bunch of really good actors in it, actually. The mm. I started watching it, and I was like this character, like, really reminds me of somebody. And then partway through, I'm like, is this, like, based off Aaron Brockovich or something? And then I looked it up, yeah. and it's like, oh, wait, this actually is what based off... it. It's like a... But she's not Aaron Brockovich, right? They didn't call her Aaron no, Brockovich, but... It's inspired by her life. Right. I just don't understand why they wouldn't just call her Aaron Brockovich, right? I think maybe they... It is because of the movie with Robert, uh, Julia Roberts. Maybe they have the rights to... Oh, and it's a different... It's because it's ABC, and maybe yeah. that's an NBC product. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. But this is, like, produced by the actual Aaron Brockovich as well. So you'd think right. she would have the rights to her own name. But, it, I mean, mm. it is America. So there you go. Um, it was all right. I don't think it was great, to be honest. Um... Oh, it, I mean, bad. as far as, like, a TV show goes, it felt very network television. You know what I mean? Network television yeah. drama. Yeah. Um, kind of interesting, but not great. I'll give this a four. Cool. I saw Shad because I said last week I would probably not watch it. So that's why I watched it. <laughs> did you see I, more than one episode, I'm... or did you see the... The first episode. I, no, I, I, I saw two episodes, and I'm fucking out. Uh, I agree. Guess what? guess what? This is one of the most atrocious comedies I have ever seen in my entire life. So, he, here's my problem. I don't like cringe. I don't like to be cringed. I don't like to watch cringe on TV for a long time. 
And I I can honestly say that I cringed all through the two episodes I saw. And it's very hard to laugh when you just feel cringe. Like, when you just, like, feel like, I shouldn't be watching this. Right. This is kind of weird. This is kind of bad. This is... Uh, clearly, some, clearly some people love that, though. Because otherwise these kind of shows wouldn't exist, you know what I mean? But I, I feel the same way as you, this, yeah. This is, but this is the cringiest cringe show I have ever seen in my entire life. So I'm going to give it a one look and say that it will probably be on my list of worst shows I've seen this year. Because holy moly, I had this... I, I, it's the only show that I had to watch in like very, very short parts. <laughs> it's only 30 have, minutes long. <laughs> I know, but I had to have, have breaks because it was so hard to get through. Ugh. I mean, it, the whole thing, the, just the, con- I mean, we even covered last week that you know, yes. people even tried to talk them out of even making this show, which, I mean, I mean, you're not surprised after watching it, right? No. No. No, 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 no. And, 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 and I, I'm thinking, like, how drunk or, like, stoned were the people that wrote the script? It is so, oh, ooh. Yeah. yeah, I saw a show. It was a show that existed on Comedy Central called Doing the Most with Phoebe or Phoebe with Phoebe Robinson. Have you ever heard of okay. Phoebe Robinson before? No. Me neither, but apparently she's some kind of celebrity because they treated her like she was that in this. Um the first episode she goes okay. to a ranch and she's a city girl who's never seen horses or been around cows or anything like that, so it's like a, it's called like I said. Of, yeah, is this the comedy version of that Paris Hilton show? Um, no. Well, no, because it, it, <laughs> I, I've only seen one episode, but I assume each episode because it's called doing the most. So each episode, I'm assuming she's gonna do something different. So this episode was about oh. a ranch. Next episode, she might go. I don't know. Uh clean gutters, right, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> this one, she went to Whit. You know who Whitney Cummings is? Yes. She went to her ranch. So, it's like, I don't oh. know if you know anything about Whitney Cummings, but she is like an animal yes. uh, yeah. rehabilitation kind of person. Uh, yeah. But she went yeah. there. I like it. It's very, it's very, um, what's a good word for it? Man-hady? In, a, in the most man-hady oh, kind nice. of way, in the sense that, like, they... She's around a pile of poop, and she says, uh, oh, why does it stink so much? Is there a man around? Oh, we love jokes. That's a literal joke that happens in this show. So, um, but um, bum pum Uh, yeah, so this show was not great. Overall, I'd probably give it, um, a two. I don't think it's the worst show. I don't think this is as bad as... Uh, the Vanderpump, yeah. the Vanderpump show where they all get together and drink and like talk, Rock. but it's it's on it's on the same level. It 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 feel the vibe is the same. You know what I mean? Uh, I love that one. show, so good. Uh, I saw something on ITV. Uh, it's a crime thriller about this uh, uh, psychiatrist 
called Emma, and uh, she has uh, uh, she's a psychiatrist for high security patients, and uh, she's going to send someone to to trial, and uh, we get like uh, uh, inside to like her her work and. Uh, also, like her insecurities and uh, things like that, and this girl that she's trying to send to, like, prepare for trial, is kind of like uh, using her her uh, insecurities to explode them and things like that. And their session, like, becomes this uh, very psychological game. It is. Very, very good. I've seen two episodes. Okay. Uh, em, em, Emily Wet Watson uh, and uh, Denise Gu. Very, very, very good actresses. Uh, I will give it a 7.58. 7.58. Okay, I saw a Joss Whedon show, The Nevers. Yeah, I think this this was on I HBO. I so want to see this. I'm just going to read the description so you can hear what the description... Victorian women find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies, yeah. and a mission to change the world. I so want to see this. I don't know. I know it sounds ludicrously... I'm going to say one thing about the description because I've seen the show. There yeah. are men in the show that also have abilities. So I don't know why they just... Okay say it's only women that have abilities. There are literally okay. lots of men in the show that have abilities, so I don't know why they make a point of it being just women in the description, which mm. is very weird. But it does have a 6.9 out of 10, so that is a cool number. <laughs> I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a 3. Oh no, Luke did not like that. <laughs> no, I did not like it. I, the acting is the problem. Uh, so special oh, effects wow. are also really bad. They have this one thing where one of the... There's like this... Um, They have like a, a home or like a... a, 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 a uh, what is the word for it? Uh, a compound where all the people with the special abilities live, right? And there's one of them that's mm. a girl who's a very young girl... But she happens to be 20 feet tall. You know, that's her ability. She's gigantic. And the green screen effect they do to make her look big but everybody else looks small looks like something out of the 70s. It is very poorly done. And that's too bad. I was really looking forward to it. Because hey, I, you I, might enjoy I it. You might enjoy it. It's just not for me, for sure. I, I love Joss Whedon, so who knows. Cool. I saw this. Talking about weird shows, uh, uh, I saw a show on CW called Kung Fu. Luke, can you tell the listeners what is Kung Fu all about? Well, it, it, this is like a this is a spi uh, not a spinoff, but this is a remake of the original Kung Fu, right? Yes, and I was kind of expecting. Uh, yeah, uh, have you seen the original? It was from, like, the 70s, so no. But it had, um, what's his name? Uh, David Carradine, right? 
Yes, yes. So this is a I think, this is a remake I in this is in the sense that like it it's a female version of a male character that a sh the show already existed will put a female in there, right? Mm -hmm. But I I know that you saw this, and yeah. I am kind of curious. Uh, I'm kind of curious. You don't really like superhero shows or or anything. Like I didn't that. really get superhero so, vibes off this, though. You didn't. I mean, not not like the same way that regular superhero shows are. No. No. Okay. That's interesting because I kind of like got Supergirl. Uh, all the like, oh. kind of like, yeah. Well, because it's on the CW. That's the only. It, yeah. it had CW vibes. Yes, I got. I get that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because it felt very much like a CW show. Uh, but I don't think it was bad. Bad. I think it was okay. Yeah. I I give it a, a, a six. I mean, it, it's 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 totally. Uh, not made for me. I'm I'm not an Asian woman, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, I feel like when when she comes to this like her hometown and things like that, I I, I like aspects of it, and I think the martial art in it is pretty cool. That was the best but, part. Is the fight sequences, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it has this very, very overdone CW feel uh, of it, and that's kind of holding it back from being it. Uh, I mean, the biggest problem I had with it was the stereotypes. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, okay, all these people are in the show, and I... Sure, uh, but do we really have to have the brother be a... Ping, uh, a profession, not professional, but <laughs> avid ping-pong player... And he also right. happens to be Chinese. It's like, yeah, okay, yes, right. you know, ping pong Chinese people. Like, oh, do we really need to make that connection in the show? Is that racist? Right. I'm not really sure. Um, I like the concept of it, like her coming back and like yes. her being like, do I, I'm just being me. And then everybody else around her being like, do you have like right. superpowers or something? Like what's going on here? And she's like, no, mm -hmm. I just... And being me, I'm just me. Uh, it did feel very CW. And I think the thing that made it feel CW was definitely the crime element of it. Like, the rest mm. of it kind of felt, um, I don't know, network kind of uh, sitcom drama. But then the the fighting sequences is what it made made it feel like CW. But that was the best part of it is when... She, when the actual yeah. fight sequences happened, especially the the one scene where she comes out of the market and her brother and uh, sister are getting attacked by the two guys and she comes out and just straight up <laughs> kicks their ass, but then the one dude just kind of appears out of nowhere. Uh, mm. That scene, I was like, wow, I really like this show. But there is all these stereotypes and it's kind of awkward and the acting's not very good, so I'm going to yeah. give it a... I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. I like it more than you, actually. Yeah. Cool. Hey, look, remember when we talked about I Can See Your Voice and Game of Talents uh, in America? No. 
Oh, Game of Talents, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, I do remember. Yeah. Right, and I can see your voice is the one that where they can uh, spot the singer before they sing. Okay. Do you remember watching that? Uh, I remember watching the other one. I don't remember see your voice, okay. but... Okay, uh, both of them have come to the UK. Uh, they are still shit. <laughs> I, it's weird, though. You Usually it's uh, the other way around. Like with Mass Singer, yeah. didn't Mass Singer start in the UK and then go to US? Uh, Mass Singer started in the US. Oh, it did. Okay, I thought it was the other way around. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I saw what, what else did I see? I saw the Serpent, which I think you definitely need to watch this. Uh, what is this? This is on Netflix. It's a Netflix, cr- right? Yeah. Crime documentary about uh, a m- serial killer. Who is who is posing as like a, a diamond, not diamond, like a gem gem dealer, gem thief, and he's got okay. this like kind of harem of people around him who do his bidding to like uh, smuggle smuggle gems and also to get him to to be able to move him around from one place to another. The way they do it is like they'll find some random tourist who is all by themselves, and they'll kill him and take his passport and use it to, like, you know, move people around. Uh, it's very interesting. It's one of the m- better done kind of crime documentaries on Netflix I've seen in a while. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I want you to check this out maybe for next week and let me know how you feel about it. I'm going to give it a 7, though. Cool. I have only one more thing that I watched other than uh, uh, the uh, the normal thing we watched together. Uh, I think me too, right? Uh, them? I think them is the only them. other thing. Them. Yeah. Ooh la la, this is good. Holy I crap. I mean, I was looking Ooh, forward yeah. to this for a couple weeks, and I had told Fro, hey, I, I hear, hear the show is going to be kind of good. I've only seen two episodes. Yeah. You've seen the whole thing, right? I have seen the whole thing, yes. Right. I could not fucking stop. I mean, just to start this all out right now, I gave it a nine, like, out of the first two I episodes. I gave it a ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is... A, it's probably my favorite show of the year so far. This is a thriller slash sci-fi slash horror slash drama. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Every show combined. It doesn't have a lot of comedy, I guess, right? But No, it definitely doesn't have a lot of comedy in it. But it's... Even though I I think I think uh, Alison Phil is kind of funny in the show. I like her. Right, I, I was happy to see her. I don't think I've seen her in anything in a while. But she she plays the character... Okay. The, the, plays the... What's the... The horrible, the bitchy woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very well. Uh, I, I just like... I haven't seen the whole thing yet, so I'm going to watch the rest of it, but I like the concept yeah. of, like, you think that the problem is this thing, but actually there's this whole other yeah. problem looming in the background that nobody's paying attention yeah. to, you know what I mean? Yes. And we're not going to tell you, audience. Right, no. Guess what? You have to fucking watch this. It's definitely one of the best shows so far this year. I mean, we're only, what, a quarter of the way through the year, but this show is, like, sure. amazing. Um, yeah. 
the acting's amazing. The cinematography and yeah. like the the setting, the way they capture like the nineteen fifties uh, in yeah. Compton, L.A. Compton is like, wow. This it feels. It makes you f- feel uh, awkward, but at the same time, w- you want to know more. You know what I mean? And just from the setting, the way it's like the colors of the houses and everybody's clothing and everything. It's like something weird is happening here, but it's also weird in like this very, what's uh Stepford wives way. Right. Yes. Yeah. It has very strong, uh, Stepford wives. Uh, I, I know I love horror. Like for me, for me, this is, uh, this is more horror than, than, than maybe for you, but I have seen, uh, the whole thing. I'm not going to spoil anything, but right. but I do think that it moves more in the horror genre than than drama thriller kind of. Yeah, but sci-fi as well because you know I think the sci-fi oh, yeah, elements. Yeah. Yes. But uh, but oh, it, it is very horrific. <laughs> Speaking okay, of horrific, yeah, no, loved it. Yeah. Let's talk about. Tell me your secrets, episode eight. Yeah, it wasn't horrific, though. Uh, maybe not horrific, but I was horrified by some of the things that happened in this, like uh, oh, the very ending. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like holy crap, creepy. Speaking of creepy oh. and horrific, like the very ending where uh, I'm gonna oh, so I'm gonna good. just ruin the ending right now of episode eight. He's naked yeah. next to her, and she's asleep, and he's, like, smelling her yep. hair and, like, running his yeah. hands across her lips. And st- oh, my God, it's so creepy. Um, episode 8, Be Mine. Good. Emma finds herself isolated and finally making sense of the past when she's... M- m- when she murdered Teresa, right, because she was having an affair with Kit... Uh, to assuage her guilt, she pursues the truth about Jess and puts herself in further danger, leaving herself open to the terrifying presence of John Tyler. Right. Uh, Mary... Sn- Mary nubs? Oh, numbs her pain with sex and drugs. And John, uh, John's mission, unaware, he reaches uh, a dangerous peak. I, you could say that. <laughs> That's one way to put it, I guess. That's, that's definitely one way to put it. Yeah, this this was uh, extremely good, but I'm going to say but because this episode kind of felt out of order. It kind of felt like uh, a lot of info and a lot of filler that we didn't really need. But again, that doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean like it. It's it's a shit show. It's just like it felt kind of like hum hum. You what it felt like to me is like yeah, there's a bit of filler here, but I think what it felt like because we got there were like f- three or four characters that like just came out of nowhere, but mm. were very interesting. It felt like the director was like, I have some friends that I like to give some work, and <laughs> we have this episode that we could just kind of plug them into. Didn't that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I really like the yeah. la- the lady at the counter at the hotel is an amazing oh, character, amazing. and I love it. It's just yeah. that they kind of 
they kind of just wedged her into this episode, into the series right here in this episode. Yeah, we, it felt unnatural a little there's, bit. There, there's a lot of things that we don't need in this episode. That's kind of my problem. Right. Uh, but it also, at the end, we were both like, okay, this is crazy. And, oh, yeah. and I think oh, the yeah. thing about this episode and the last episode is they're both meant to just confuse the shit out of you. And if that's what mm-hmm. the point was, then uh, uh, mission accomplished. Right. <laughs> yes. But yeah, no, I give this episode maybe the weakest of them all so far for me. Yeah, I give it a 7.5. I gave it a 7.5, but I don't think that was the week. I think I gave one episode like a 6.5 at one point. So I think, I, right. and I think that was like the middle episode at five or six I gave because that one was a, even more filler to me. So. Right. Two episodes left, look. Yeah, the, the only thing that worried me about adding new characters in this eight, episode 8 is that maybe we're not going to get a full conclusion, you know what I mean, at the end. And, I really hope so. But yeah. I hope, yeah, I really hope we get a, a wrap-up of this, because I don't, I don't really want a second season, even though I love the show, you know what I mean? I want it to wrap right. up, so. I, I totally agree. Uh, some TV news. Chloe uh, Kardashian, uh, you remember her, right? Uh, Barely. <laughs> She's like the least known Kardashian, right? Huh? Sorry? She's like the least known of the Kardashians. Oh, Chloe? Oh, definitely. Right. Uh, and she tries to get an unfiltered photo moved from social media. Oh my god, how fucking vain do you get? Oh, this vain. Um, this is the Streisand effect in full uh, effect, yeah. right? Because yeah. she tried, she's like, I don't want this picture out there. She tried to use DMCA to get it taken down off of Twitter, and then they, mm-hmm. the the family, or whatever, the probably the corporation behind the family, uh, copyrighted the photo, right? And then they mm-hmm. tried to get it taken down for that, but the, the thing about the internet and the Streisand effect is the more you try to take something down, the more people are going to share it, right? Yeah. Have you seen this photo? Uh, yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't good. know if we could find it right now. I'd probably have a hard time finding it, but I saw it earlier this week, yeah. Right. It wasn't it terrible. It look really good in it. Yeah. I, I so mean, I understand why she wants to take it down. She looks awful. I didn't think she looked that bad. I mean, I guess comparatively to, like, what her normal, like, Instagram photos look like, but, like, she just looked like a normal human being, which I think is, like, what's wrong with looking like a normal human being, everybody? (laughs) I I don't know. Right. Uh, Jake Paul uh, says that he denies uh, assaulting TikTok star Justin Paradise. I really, really don't understand this. I I have read... Uh, Jake Paul's uh, statement, and I have also seen the video from uh, Justin. I don't know who I believe here. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jake Paul doesn't have a great track rec- record. Okay, no. I don't trust anything he says. I don't know a lot about her, so right off the bat, I, I trust her more than I do him because he has such a bad track record, right? 
Uh, that doesn't sure. say anything. It's just that uh, he's not a good guy to begin with, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so this coming out, anyway. he's a douchebag, right? So this coming out right. and it being true would not surprise me if it is. That being said, we don't know if it is or not. But she, her video that I watched as well, it's like twenty minutes long. Mm-hmm. She's got details. She didn't like. It wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I agree. Right. She I didn't agree. like kind of gloss over and be like, "There's," you know. She was very detailed about what happened, and it's it definitely gross if that's the case. And mm-hmm. he's denying it, I guess. Right. So, uh, where does it go from there? Yeah. I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. And there's this whole. I. I mean, last week we covered James Charles, and then what? The week before that was. Uh, was it the week before that? Yeah, David Dobrik, or was so. it two weeks before that? David Dobrik, and so yeah. it's like, I think when, I think Ethan was right to say, like, the U2, even though I think Trisha didn't like it on Frenemies, uh, I think there is, like, a YouTuber kind of Me Too happening. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't even want to yeah, call no. Jake Paul a YouTuber, I, can't, I still think of him as, like, somebody who invaded from Vine back in the day, but... Right, he is a YouTuber, sadly. Uh, hey, um, Dr. Fauci, uh, did you... Is there a connection between him and NASCAR? Right, it's just... The White House press secretary said on Monday that the Biden administration is looking ways to conduct outreach to white conservative communities about coronavirus vaccine. Because hesitancy runs high in these areas, such outreach, uh, Saki said, could include partnerships with NASCAR and country music television from. Mm. So to try to convince, I guess, red rednecks, people, you know, people who like NASCAR and country music television, they're going to try to... Uh, they said they're rec- they're making a three billion dollars available to the Center for Disease Control uh, to increase acceptance and uptake of vaccines and recognition that complex factors have led to low vaccine rates. Okay, so they're going they're and gonna. I have this. Yeah. Can you imagine well, watching NASCAR and and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, by the uh, they have like some NASCAR guy who's a who's a Na- Dale Earnhardt comes out and says. I got my vaccine, everybody. And, uh, uh, look, we have, uh, I have a little surprise for you because I have a little, like, sampling of Bill Hillbilly's new song, I Love Vaccines. You want to hear it? Okay. I drive my truck, I go down to the truck, you need to take vaccine. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. It says some evangelical leaders, such as Franklin Graham, have encouraged Christians to get vaccinated. Uh, He said, Jesus tells us the story of a man that was beaten and robbed and left for dead on the side of the road, and religious leaders walked past him and did not have compassion. They didn't get involved, but Samaritans had compassion, Graham said. So they're even, Mm -hmm. like, they're, this is like an evangelical preacher, you know what I mean? I also... I also have seen some uh, evangelical uh, suckers on YouTube go like, 
Jesus didn't take any vaccine. So there's also that part of it, so... I, I have a feeling that uh, the same way that the Biden administration is reaching out to NASCAR and CMT, they're also reaching out to these evangelical <laughs> nut jobs. Right. right. Uh, talking about nut jobs, uh, people that love Eurovision, like me. <laughs> Let's talk about some Eurovision. Okay. Let's go to R- Russia first. And... Uh, Manishka with Russian Woman. What did you think about this, Luke? This song was not great. Um, I mean, it's very original, right? It's very original. It's like no other song I've ever heard before. I will say that that, it's like no other song I've ever heard. Not that that's a good thing. That doesn't mean that it's good. (laughs) (laughs) It actually means the opposite. No, it's like it's wrapped wrapped in Russian uh, with uh, Russian folk music, and it does not go together that she's like coming out there in this like red overall, uh, rapping to us, and it doesn't work. Like, it's supposed to be funny, I think. Yeah, I, it definitely is supposed to be a com- comedy song Russian. for sure. Right. But the problem is that I don't speak Russian. So, all in all, it, like, it get, gets this, like, eth- ethnic vibes together with this rap, and it does not fucking work at all. Like, it is, oh, it's atrocious. I think the problem is the lyrics in the to the beat. Like, the beat is, like, oh, is an okay beat of the song, but the lyrics do not gel with the beat, right? I mean, like, it goes from Russian to English, which kind of worked, but the but the beat continuously stays the same, and the flow of the lyrics changes. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand what you mean. And that was yeah. probably the worst part of it to me, is that like it didn't feel cohesive as a song. Uh, so overall, mm, I'm going to give this that. like a three. Yeah. I give it a two. All right, yeah, I'll go uh, down. I'll go down to a two, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Then we have Georgia, uh, Torneke Kipani with you. You look. You. Yeah, this was generic, wasn't it? I mean, even the music video of this was, like, super generic. <laughs> it is so generic. It is so generic, but it, it's, it, I like I like small countries like Georgia. Like if you had asked me to point where it is on the map, I have no fucking clue. I know it's in near Russia somewhere. I have no clue where else. But it, it is it is extremely Eurovision. Yeah, I just like. There was nothing stand out about this at all. I mean, he's no. a, he's a fine singer. The song is fine. It just it's all everything about it was just fine. There was nothing special. There was nothing terrible either, right? So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it like a four point five. It's it it's not. This is not going even. It's not gonna qualify even. So no, I don't think so either. I give it a four. Then we have Azerbaijan, that was our winner of last year's, uh, even though last year's wasn't uh, didn't go on. 
Uh, we had a tournament uh, with you, Bill, and uh, Tilly. Uh, that was, right, because all uh, the songs it, were out last year. Yeah. They just didn't have like the yeah. competition. Right. Yeah. So our winner was Azerbaijan last year. What did you think about this uh, version of Azerbaijan? This version is a very good way to put it, because it's the same fucking song. Yep. They just changed the lyrics. <laughs> yep. And they added a flute. Yep. That's it. <laughs> like, it's the same yep. song. <laughs> uh, yep. I feel like they're skirting the rules a little bit here, right? <laughs> they are very skirting the rules there. <laughs> because it's like, Matahari! Not goes as Cleopatra that I song last year. <laughs> right, the, the name of the song last year was Cleopatra, right? And it's got yeah, the same beat. Yeah. She even says Cleopatra yep. in the song. Yep, uh, yep. It, the only difference in the beat is that, like I said, they added a flute. That was, that They, they right. added a flute bit into the beat, but it's you hear it and you go, oh, that's that song I've heard before. Right. Which yeah. makes you... Uh, it's kind of it's dirty because then when uh, the public when the public is voting it's kind of like uh yeah. what's the word uh not manipulation but uh but this is the reason why i think it will will do good because people are like oh cool i like the last song that sounds uh, completely like this right i kind of like this as well like yeah, there are some differences but the differences are so But that doesn't make it shit because it's not. It's not bad. It's just no. It's just the, it's just that <laughs> they didn't try. Is my problem with it? No, they did not try at all. They're just like, oh, we had a really good song last year. Let's just like redo <laughs> yeah. that song just just enough yeah. so that it's not the same, right? Uh, right. And, and it did. It, like, the vibe of it was not the same in the music video. I'll say that. Like, the music yeah. video felt a lot yeah. different, but the song felt the same. Um, yes. Well, I guess we don't know anything about how the performance is going to be because this was a music video. But, I mean, she is a very good singer. We can't take anything away from yeah. her for that. I yeah. still... I'm going to give this maybe a 6.5. I give it a 7. I feel that's perfectly fine. Email address, uh, anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Go send us things or stuff, or if you want to get a hold of us to do interviews or anything like that, that's probably the best place. Other places to get a hold of us that we probably won't notice it are Twitter at PodcastADC and our Facebook page, Another Digital Citizen on Facebook. That's because Lucas is an in-charge of it. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, I, even if you send me something, I might not remember because I'm I'm bad. I'm a bad. I'm bad at that. You're a bad, bad boy. I'm bad, 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 bad boy. <laughs> uh, hey, Netflix scores streaming rights to some movies. Jesus Christ, people have been talking about this. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, beginning next year, Sony Films will exclusively stream domestically on Netflix. Uh, this is uh, really cool. Uh, listen to this. Uh, Spider-Man, Venom, Jumanji, uh, then 2022 releases like Morbius, where the cat dogs sing Uncharted and Ball Train. That is so cool. 
It says the agreement so also trying. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the agreement also gives Netflix a first look option at films. Uh, any films the Culver City, California-based studio elects to send directly to streaming services. So anything that mm. they're like, this isn't going to go. This isn't good enough to go to the theaters. Netflix gets first dibs. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, uh, it looks like they are actually trying to compete against Disney. I think like, HBO Max actually is who they're competing against here. Because think about who's putting out all yeah, the big. Or, or both. Yeah. Sure, but I think as far as streaming services go, uh, the, per, the, streaming service that's gotten all the big new movies recently is HBO Max. You know what I mean? I think we even talked about that recently, how that's kind of been their focus is getting the big blockbusters Mm -hmm. there at the same time they're out in the theaters during the pandemic. And I think Netflix realizes that and and they're going, all right, we can do that too because we're fucking Netflix, bitch. Yeah. I agree. (sighs) Speaking of... Dwayne Johnson, uh, he's running for president, I guess, or he's thinking about it. This we've talked I mean, about this before, this is, right? Yeah, this is kind of nobody news, but it's also very interesting because I don't think this would happen without Donald Trump. Do you think? I mean, we saw the Young Rock. I mean. He's going to be in Jumanji, obviously, and that's what I was talking right. about with Netflix. The Young Rock, literally, the in the very first episode, it has him as running for president, right? Right. <laughs> and then this comes out, and it says, uh, Dwayne Johnson is open to making a run for the White House. The wrestler-turned-movie star mm-hmm. recently addressed the notion after polls showed uh, a high favorability to him running a campaign. Uh the news a Newsweek poll states at least forty six percent of America's Americans would support him running for president. But uh, here's here here's the thing: he would run for the Republican Party, right? I don't know. I would assume he's a Republican, but uh, I would assume so as well. I don't know, but I think that's just it. I think Joe Biden's a Republican too, so. Mm. He might run for the uh, Democrats as, like, a right-wing Democrat. Right. We have the BAFTAs this uh, weekend. Uh, nobody cared but me. I didn't uh, even hear no about it in America at all. <laughs> right. No Man's Land wins a lot. Uh, and uh, Promising Young Woman and Anthony Hopkins is surprising. Yeah, what happened with Anthony Hopkins? That's the thing I'm most interested in. I mean, he won. Uh, it says, uh, Anthony Hopkins, 83, became becoming the oldest male ever, oldest male, ever male acting winner, uh, mm-hmm. beating Chadwick Boseman, who had been expect, expected to win uh, for his role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That's surprising, right? Yeah. Uh, Hopkins, and I, I think he's better than Charlie Postman, so I think he deserves it more than him. So I haven't seen The Father yet. It's so God. I don't want to watch oh, it because I know so it's depressing. It is uh, the most depressing movie I've seen this year. Hos- I, 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 I Hopkins I won so for his role for The Father, right? So 
Uh, I mean, I love Anthony Hopkins, so I really am glad that he won this. Uh, I just don't know. I I mean, I'm sure he's amazing. I just, I don't even know if I want to see it. We'll see. I've only got a week, right? So. Right. My dad said that he will not watch it because uh, he's in the age of Anthony Hopkins. Oh, right. Where he could start to get dementia and he doesn't want to be reminded of that. It's going to hit him in the feels, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, I think Nomadland is going to take a lot of Oscars. That's definitely my favorite movie of the Oscar contenders. Uh, yeah, I mean, next week we're doing Oscar bets because the Oscars are coming right up. And the thing about seeing the other awards is usually what happens is those movies and things get those awards because they're not going to get an Oscar. I always feel like there's kind of like a an unspoken thing where it's like, if you win a Golden Globe for this, you're not going to win an Oscar for the same thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah or a backstop. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I feel like... like they all speak together. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, but yeah. I think it, it is. Yeah. I think all these people are in the same circles, even though they're on different yeah. sides of the pond. Yeah. Movie round. Uh, I've seen one terrible movie, but uh, why don't you begin? Uh, I, I guess I could. Um, I saw... Well, I saw all the... Oscar documentaries are all the best documentary Oscar films this week. I saw most of them all in one night or one day, I guess. I kind of just like... Oh, you've seen all of them now. Okay. Yes, I've seen every single... What, there's only five of them. I saw four of them in okay. one night, and then I saw another one like two nights later. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, where should I start? I guess I'll start with uh, My Octopus Teacher, which I think you've seen. Yeah. Uh, it is a documentary about a guy who take, he finds this octopus doing something weird and he decides, okay, I'm going to just follow this octopus for a full year. Like, I'm just going to follow it around for a full year because I, which I didn't know octopi don't live all that long. No. I always assumed that octopi were kind of like turtles. Who live for fucking yeah, ever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but they aren't. They don't. They're like, they only live for like a year, which I, I didn't. I never knew that about them. The whole thing's very yeah. cool, very interesting. I, I mean, I gave it a nine. I think uh, it's very, it's very cool. Uh, this would have been a really good movie to see, like on the big screen. Which I don't think yeah. anybody got to, because it's a very yeah. yeah, it's and the seascapes and everything else is very visual. Uh, what else? I saw the mole agent, which I watched what last night or night before last. Uh, this is about this is a documentary about a a investigative agency that hires an old man to be a spy in an old folks' home. For a client who wants to know if their mother is being taken care of in the old folks' home. And it's got footage from, like, he's got, like, spy glasses, you know, where you put on the glasses, got a little camera in it, and he's got a spy pen. So a lot of the footage is actually from these devices that he was using when he was in 
this actual thing. The other thing is they had a documentary film crew in the uh, old folks' home at the time that this was happening. Uh, oh. It's a very interesting documentary in that way. Uh, oh, did I give my octopus teacher a score? I give that a nine. Yeah, I give it a nine. Yeah, I give it a nine, yeah. I give the mole agent, I'll give it an eight. Uh, it's mm-hmm. very touching. It's very, it's, it's something that makes you go, oh, wow. Like, uh, this is, it makes you realize how important, like, uh, taking care of the elderly is. Uh, but at the same time, uh, makes you go, uh, makes you want to do things in your life because it's a lot about like, uh, these old people that are stuck in this home now and they're, and they were the way they were. And now all of a sudden they're just stuck in a home. You know what I mean? It's a lot about that. Uh, I give this an eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you see? Yeah. I saw this extremely bad movie called Thunderfalls. On Netflix, with, oh, right. uh, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, uh, where they have found a formula that gives normal people superpowers, and uh, a formula. Yeah, they are. Sorry. A formula? What does that mean? Like they find a drug oh. that gives you superpowers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah. They fight crime together in a Netflix movie that is mo- the most dumbest, stupid shit movie I have seen in quite a while. Uh, I like Octavia I mean, Spencer. I'm not yes, a big fan of Ms. Melissa why, McCarthy. <laughs> why the fuck can't Melissa McCarthy make one single good movie? I think she's kind of typecast into this role is one thing. Like, I bet someday she's gonna have that like um that adam sandler breakout role like uncut gems where he's no longer like a weird right. comedy fall over goo 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 kind of like but character they did that with her did yeah, they but they did that with her. yes what was it they did i i uh, uh i will look it up uh okay. while we talk about something else Sure. Yeah, no, they they definitely did that. I don't. I mean, I don't remember. I don't. I I'll, all I think of her from is being like a goofball like character, like slapstick comedy kind of goofiness. Uh, let's see. I saw some other documentaries. I saw Time, which is uh, for an Oscar. This was about a woman whose husband is in jail. Uh, accused of murder, but it's very clear that he didn't commit the murder, but they're unwilling to release him, and it's her battle to try to get her husband uh, released from jail. <laughs> this is... This is... It's a very interesting documentary, but the the way it's put together is independent. Very indie feeling, but not in a good way. In a very... It feels like it was done very cheaply kind of way. Um, but it's very, that documentary itself is very interesting because the, the concept and the, the content of it is interesting. So overall, I gave this a, let's see, where is it? An 8.5. It's still very good. I do not think this is going to win a best documentary though. Can you ever forgive me? What's the movie she was in? 
where she was the serious actress. A serious actress, okay. Yeah. I don't think I saw that. It was nominated for three Oscars and things like that. Oh, okay. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, yeah one thing about this last year in 2020 and the pandemic is it's been a lot easier to keep up with the uh, film and, and TV. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there's just oh, like, yeah. it's easier. I don't know why. Uh, other than that. Uh, let's see. Did you see anything else? No? Nope. nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to watch that movie next week, even though it's probably terrible. Uh, I saw... Oh, I, I, I didn't give it a score, but I will do that. I will give it okay. a two. I saw Collective, which was another documentary, Oscar documentary. This was about a healthcare fraud, like a healthcare scam in, in Romania. Uh, that was uncovered by a newspaper, and it's a this documentary crew is following the the newspaper as literally from the moment they find out about this uh, from somebody to the to them like investigating uh, whether it's true or not, and to the point where they're actually reporting, hey, there's this fraud happening, up until like the reaction of the fraud, right from uh, this healthcare, this healthcare, uh, group in Romania, this all, uh, it came out of the wake of like a, a nightclub fire, uh, where a bunch of people got burned or killed and then nobody got paid, uh, from this healthcare group. Right. Um, mm. and it's, it's, uh, it's very cool because the documentary crew was just there, like as it was happening. Mm. So it's very like, moment to moment because they had everything. It wasn't like we found about out about something and went and investigated it. It was like we were there while it was happening, documenting it as it was happening. So that part I think was very cool. Uh, I'll give this a seven. It also felt kind of old school documentary. So I, I, I docked it a little bit for not being, I don't know, uh, up to par with like 2020 style documentaries, I guess. Okay. Uh, Anything what a, else? Yes, I've, I, I saw... I, like, basically speed-ran all of these documentaries. So what was the last one? Crip Camp, which I definitely recommend this to you, Fro. I feel like this is probably going to win Best Documentary. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm, I guess this is kind of like... Uh, giving away my hand for the bets next week, right? You already know what my guess is going to be for this one, but Crip Camp is about a a summer camp for disabled people in the 1960s that's run by a bunch of hippies where the whole point of the camp is, like, uh, to make people feel like uh, they aren't different, right? So everybody there is disabled, Um Nobody is looked down upon. Like, if you were a a disabled person at a regular summer camp, everybody would be like, hey, there's that disabled guy, right? But at this camp, everybody's disabled, so there's no being like, hey, there's the disabled guy, because everybody's disabled. So that was the idea behind the camp. And then what happened is these kids who went there grew up and all became activists for uh, disabled rights because they all kind of had the same, like, mentality of, like, we're we're the same as everybody else. We we feel like we're just as important as everybody because we grew up at this camp where we were taught 
we're just as important as everybody. And so they ended up mm. creating like a lot of the laws in America around disabled rights and things like that. So it's very cool. I definitely recommend. I'm going to give it a 9.5, actually. Ooh. Yeah, next week we will do Oscar bets. We will also do uh, Razzies. Right, I'm uh, super excited for Razzies. Fun. I haven't even looked into the Razzies yet at all. Oh, yeah. Me, me and Bill did it for his Patreon. Uh, it's it, There are some very good movies this, this year for worst movies and i've seen too many of them right yeah probably <laughs> i'm probably on the same page right yeah yeah uh the last thing i saw i watched judas and the black messiah which is up for best picture uh oscar yeah finally you saw it. yeah i see this i and, thought it was very very good oh yeah i gave this a nine as well uh this is very well put together, very cool. There is a little bit of retconning of, like, in the sense yeah. that, like, you look at it and it's, like, it blames this person was at fault, like, the FBI agent uh, was at fault, like, the guy, or J. Edgar Hoover's at fault, this person's at fault. At no point did they go, oh, by the way, the FBI was also at fault. <laughs> like, that, right. that kind of gets conveniently left out of this, but... Uh, I, I, the whole thing is kind of interesting. Uh, did you notice that the guy from uh, Supreme Donuts was that what it's called? Oh, it's, I didn't. Yeah, no. Now that you notice it, I I I remember he's in it. Yeah, right. He was the uh, he in this. He was. I mean, uh, I mean, it's a true story. So at the end, uh, the main character dies. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. He was the other person in this that got killed. And if you look up the movie uh, for the other person who got killed in the end of this film, it says he is uncredited as an actor in this film. Oh. Which I thought was very weird, and I don't know I don't know why they're not crediting him for it, but it's very strange. Weird. That is weird. Well, uh, I'm ready to see uh, the trailer... For a movie that I'm not really looking forward to, but we will see what it's about. Voyagers. Get ready. To feel something. Oh, I like him. I have mixed feelings about Colin Farrell. <laughs> I hear Colin it. Colin Farrell was getting luck stuck into smoking barrels, wasn't that him? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Maybe. Okay. No, I, no, he wasn't in Lockstock. I just, okay. I hear bad things about him as, like, a person. Like, he's kind of a douchebag. Oh. That doesn't surprise me. Like, he's kind of a womanizer and things like that. I mean, he's a fine actor. <laughs> right. I like this trailer so far. It's pretty cool. This oh, Johnny Depp's doctor. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. And that's the kid from uh, Ready Player One. Like, the main character from Ready uh, Player One. Gosh, what, what is her name again? Uh, something, something Depp. Ro something uh, Rose Depp. Yes. Lynn Rose? I don't remember. No. I don't, I don't remember. This will... I do... Yeah. This trailer looks pretty badass, but I have a feeling the trailer is the part that looks badass. <laughs> 
Well, I haven't read the reviews of this. So, right. Yeah. Well, the trailer looks badass, but I get nothing from it that like tells me what the movie's about or anything. Lily. Yeah. Lily. That's a profound. I said Lynn. I was close. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, written and directed by one of my favorite uh, directors. Well, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? A crew of astronauts on a multi-generational mission descend into paranoia and madness, not knowing what is real and what is not. Uh, directed by Neil Berger, starring mm-hmm. Lily Rose Depp, Ty Sheridan, Colin Farrell. So, oh, 28% on Rotten Tomatoes from, not great, 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 44% on Metacritic, okay. 69% of Google users liked it. Nice. 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 In Burgess, he was uh, uh, good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, yeah. well well received as well, the movie itself. Yeah. I think I remember him from, what was that movie about him being in, like, a phone booth? I think it was called Phone Booth. Yeah, that was called Phone Booth. I <laughs> love that movie. That was widely panned as a terrible movie, though. It was amazing, man. Love that movie. Anyway, I, I went to the uh, Facebook. Let's talk about this movie. Sorry. I went to the Facebook. You want me to go first, or? Yeah, sure. Uh, Stacy Lawrence says, uh, "Great movie. Loved it. It gave me the one hundred, the one hundred feels." I think he's talking about like the yeah. the TV show, the one hundred. Right. Yes. Uh, but Chris. Good night says God awful Lord of the Flies ripoff. I guess what they <laughs> brutally kill two non-white characters as if there isn't enough of that going on in the world right now. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Eli Bloom gave it one star. It's not good at all. Very confusing in terms of storyline. Not likable characters or actors. That matters. No sense can be made through the process. Laughable. That sounds so amazing. I mean, from the trailer, no sense was made either, so, yeah. For sure, that's true. Uh, another one gave it, Logan XT gave it five stars, and said, I don't know why it has low rating, it's great. Thank you, Logan XT. That's probably, actually, Logan Paul. Uh, another movie that yeah. came out, Moffy. Uh, a young man drafted in the South African military, but he knows he's different and must keep himself hidden. However, when another recruit develops an intimate relationship with them, they are now both in danger. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Uh, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 69% on Metacritic. I feel like this 69 is like per- permeating oh, through this whole episode. Uh 83% of Google users <laughs> liked it, starring Hilton Peltzer, Sean Chad Smith, and Kai Luke Bruner. Why does everybody in this film have three names? That's weird. <laughs> I still want to see Voyagers, though. More, more than that. Two yeah. But Moffy has, like, really good scores, but Voyagers looks like it could either be really good or really terrible, which either one I kind of want right. to see it. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you know what you should do? Not you, Luke, but the listeners should do, other than sharing this podcast. They should go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen 
at audibletrial.com slash citizen get a free book and a 30 day free subscription to Audible uh, if you cancel uh, the subscription you get to keep the book uh, get the Stephen King book it it is a good book uh, yeah there's a bunch of good books coming out uh, political books coming out uh, that I know about coming out soon so mm, we'll talk about that maybe next week uh speaking of next week news of the week we'll talk about some crazy news i I already have a couple of news articles saved up for next week that i didn't even uh this whole thing about uh china pushing for global power uh Mm. the intelligence report that came out from the u.s we'll definitely talk about that next week uh tell me your secrets episode nine so Right? Is that episode nine? Yeah, next week is the no. Yeah, uh, ultimate episode. Yeah, it's nine. Yeah. yeah. Wow, uh, we're almost done with that show. We're gonna do another digital review of Mortal Kombat. Holy crap! This this movie has been so hyped in America. I don't know about it I in Norway. I'm so looking forward to it. I'm so looking forward to it. It's R rated. I really want to see it. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to even allow it in Australia like they didn't allow the video game. Uh, Oscar Betts with a guest <laughs> next week. Who's the guest, Fro? Yeah. Well, we are going to have a very, very wide uh, podcast. Because I'm sitting in Norway right now. Luke is sitting in America. But we are going to have an Australian with us. That is the first time we will have an Australian guest on the podcast. And his name is Richard Cullen, and he has a podcast on SoundCloud that we will talk about next week. Right, and he does, he does a podcast all about movies, so he's just focused on yes. movies, so we're super excited to get his take on everything going on with Oscars from an Australian perspective. Yeah, and uh, of course we will also talk about uh, the Razzies. All right. Uh... Razzies. Yeah, I need to really look into the Razzies because I have not done any looking into. Because th- maybe that's something I need. I need to watch some bad movies maybe this week, right? Because I've been focusing on yeah. ke- getting up onto the Oscar movies this week, but next week I need yeah. to watch some bad stuff. <laughs> you really, really, really need to, to see my Pillow Guys documentary. Is that on the list? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was considered like an actual film or not because it was, you know, how it got released was very strange. <sighs> It's it's something. <laughs> I've seen parts of it. I just haven't seen the whole thing. So it is so awful. I don't know why I I bothered to see it. Hey, two people are dead. Uh, one very old man and one not so old man. Prince Philip is dead. Oh right! Did you see the article I sent you about the tribe? The tribe that like worship yeah. worships him as a god got like super upset. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, who else is uh, that uh, look that we grown up with? I don't know. Oh, uh, DMX died this week, right? Was that this yeah. week? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, that made me feel like yeah. a thousand years old. Because <laughs> I remember watching, like, the Rough Rider music videos. I had, I think one of the first CDs I even ever got was Rough Riders two, Volume 2. And I remember my mom being, like, so upset at that because it had all this language that she was just like, 
no, we can't, you can't have this. So I always had to listen to Rough Riders Volume 2 with headphones because my mom did not want to hear it. So, Andrew Yang, uh, former uh, presidential candidate, is now trying to run as mayor of New York. And he's kicking ass. He's like he's, he's the he's like way above everybody ass. else. Yeah. Uh, he got in a little trouble because uh, <laughs> he gave away fuck. And then he He gave away what? He, you were laughing. I couldn't his nobody dog. He gave away his, his dog. dog, okay. Yeah, and that he posted on National Pet Day. Yep, that wasn't maybe so. That much. doesn't sound that bad to me, but maybe you. I, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds more well, like somebody wrote an article to try to uh, slander the guy who's leading in the mayoral race for New York to me. <laughs> so, what he said on his uh, Twitter post was on National uh, Pet Day celebrating our dog Grizzly, who we raised as puppet. But gave away because one of our boys became allergic to you, him. Miss you, Gris. Dogs for Yang. Yeah, so they couldn't yeah. have the dog anymore, so they gave it away. I don't see that as a bad thing, I guess? Hmm. I don't know. I, I guess. <laughs> it's, yeah, it just sounds like str- because the guy's in the lead, they're trying, they're stretching yeah. to really try to do something to hurt him. And I don't. I think. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing Andrew Yang uh, taking the lead because of his name recognition from his run as president. And yeah, I'm all for Yang. I'm. I'm. A, I'm Yang Gang all the way. I don't know about you. Uh, I like Yang. I don't know who else is running in New York. So, uh, speaking of dogs, Joe Biden's dog Major. Remember who got in trouble for biting somebody, is heading to training after a second biting incident uh, at the White House. Jesus Christ. (laughs) How many people does that dog need to bite? (laughs) Uh, The dog bit a security staff member causing minor injury, uh, the White House spokesman said. So, (sighs) I mean, uh, you can't just take a the animal and move it from one place to another and not expect it to have some kind of, you know what I mean? Like he's li- the dog's mm-hmm. probably lived in one place its whole life and then they're like, oh, we're just going to transplant you into this whole other new place with all these strange people, you know what I mean? Uh, so I can understand from a dog perspective why it would be... I don't think it's the dog's fault, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We had a very sad case here in, here in Norway. Man's body was found after lying in Norway flat for nine years. That's so sad. I, I yeah. That is. I read this and I was very. It was very sad. How does that happen? Like the man who was in his sixties had been married more than once and also had children. So how? The fuck did not the children? But according to the neighbors, he kept to himself, and they didn't see him, though he had, uh, and they thought they had moved or had been taken to institution. He was uh, only found when the caretaker requested police open the apartment so he could carry 
Altmatian's work. That is so sad. Like, why didn't he, like, his children care? Well, not only that, like, how did nobody, it's nine, like, the smell, there's a lot of things here that make me go, like, how is that even possible, right? Yeah. Uh, Moving from that to to eating, I I had the new McDonald's chicken sandwich this week, bro. (laughs) Yeah, they talk about that. It's like their response to Popeye's chicken sandwich, you know, which is, like, widely known as, like, the best fast food chicken sandwich. Uh, KFC came out with one, what, like six months ago, a new chicken sandwich, and McDonald's is like, what, a year and a half behind the game, apparently? <laughs> uh, it's terrible. It was a terrible, awful chicken sandwich. It's nowhere near Popeye's. Oh. The The pickles are the worst part of it, because they're, at least for me, they weren't dill. They were kind of like a dill sweet pickle or something. The sauce was bad. uh, I got the... They have a spicy and a non-spicy version. I got the spicy. uh, Where the Popeye spicy, it's got spice, but it's also got flavor to the sauce. This sauce was just Mm -hmm. spice. There was no flavor at all. The chicken was McDonald's chicken. It's horrible. Do not pay money for the McDonald's chicken sandwich. Well, that is something. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Popeyes there. There. No, but uh, there's a. They just opened like a, a couple towns over. They just opened uh, Five Guys, which they haven't ha- like. It just Ooh. opened recently, so I need to go there. I haven't been there yet, but Five Guys. I've heard about that. They make burgers, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I've been. I've when I lived in Portland, I went to Five Guys all the time. I just haven't had Five Guys in years because i just don't live around like where i live there isn't a five guys anywhere near me so <sighs> sometimes i wish i was an american and then i hear about the american news and i think oh, okay yeah maybe, yeah, maybe not <laughs> <laughs> with all my socialist health care and yeah so bad here in norway poor me that is a socialist thing <laughs> in norway yeah, it's so bad oh socialism Ugh. I, they should just give you socialized healthcare with the bacon milkshake from Five. They make a bacon <laughs> milkshake at Five Guys. They should just give you a heart doctor with that. So, <laughs> I wonder if that uh, that uh, place in Las Vegas that uh, served uh, delicious food uh, and uh, had oh the, the place way. that Heart Attack Hotel is that what yeah it's called? the Heart Attack Grill Heart Attack Grill. There you go. Yeah, I wonder if they are still around. Uh, they probably they are. Ever, they like you, sir, it's like if you are like over four hundred pounds, you eat for free or something, right? Right. Yeah. Didn't they get sued? I think they. Uh, I. Pff, I would imagine that they probably have been sued multiple times. <laughs> we'll see if they are around. We will Google it after we end the podcast. Okay. That we will do uh, approximately now. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs>